You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Of course, February is African American History Month, and it's been said perhaps no pillar of this community is more central to its identity, to even its call for justice than the black church. So we wanted to learn more about this rich history. So we have asked Dr. Reverend Marcus Davidson to join us. He leads the new Mount Olive Baptist Church in Fort Lauderdale, a church with its own rich history. Pastor Davidson, good morning and thanks for joining us. Good morning to both of you, and thank you for allowing me to join you and inviting me on this morning. Yeah, before we jump into uh, some of these conversation points, tell us a little bit about your church. It does have a rich history of over 100 years, correct? Uh, yes, it does. Um, the New Mount Island Baptist Church um, is a church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We were founded in the year of 1918, November the 25th. In fact, this year will be our 105th year of history, we have been blessed by some phenomenal pastors. I followed um, the late, great uh, Reverend Dr. Matt King Carter, who was a phenomenal voice um, for our church and for the nation. He was was preceded by um, Pastor George Weaver. So it's just a rich history. The church has been known to uh, make an impact and effect change within our community. We have a couple of nonprofits, Modco, Mount Olive Development Corporation, and um, the Community Education Alliance. We're doing much work in social uh, programs and social activities, as well as uh, a lot of work in academics where we are, are have adopted schools to really make an impact on the education of our children and our youth. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it being birthed in 1918. As we take a look at our American history and even Florida history, we're talking about a year where there was segregation, where there was Jim Crow. Tell us about how this church, the New Mount Olive Baptist Church, really became a place of refuge for many here in South Florida. Um, well, this this church, again, during those early times, Went, went through quite a quite a bit, but nonetheless, uh, through great leadership, the church was able to verse, persevere through much of the pain. And as many do not know, that there there was a lot of social and racial injustice and oppression in South Florida, as many do not know. And this church again has been a place for that in times past, even now, as we see uh, housing inequities, health disparities. The church still seeks to be a place to engage the community and impact the community in the most efficacious way. Mm-hmm. You know, the church, and not just your church, but the church throughout the uh, throughout the nation, the black church has really had a voice. Its leaders have been front and center to really enact change uh, for our nation, hasn't it? Um, most definitely. If if you really start to just look back uh, historically. The black church was ultimately birthed out of a time when African-Americans could not necessarily worship contextually in a place um, without being instilled in an oppressive even position just geographically, even sitting in a sanctuary. So it was birthed in what was known as the Hush Harbor, where black people would get together, they would sing hymns, they would they would and the hymns would be. Um, almost the music to their soul to to speak to the agony and the pain, but also to send messages that the master could not understand. So the black church 
even then from its very inception was a place where people sought to come together of like faith, like minds and worship a God, perhaps not the God of the master, but the God of the Bible that they knew from their, even their ancient history. Yeah. And we see voices coming out like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We we think of him as a civil rights leader as he was, but he was also first and foremost a preacher, a pastor. The church was where many leaders came from, and that is where many in the community looked for guidance for how do we live in this present age? It was the church that provided the answer, wasn't it? It was. And, and the, again, the black church has, has always been a beacon of hope, even even though you had a time when you had um, political activists like Malcolm X and the Black Panther Party who kind of embraced um, a small quote from Karl Marx that says that, you know, religion was this opium of the people. So they kind of diminished, uh, sought to diminish the value and the essence of the black church. But if you read uh, Marx's quote in context, it, it, it gives somewhat of a different perspective. So you see people like Malcolm X who not, did not necessarily embrace the work of the black church, but then you see a person like Martin Luther King who did. And, and there's so many others who it was not only just the, the black church affecting change from a theological perspective, but the black church was even engaged in political and public theology even during those times when it may not have been necessarily uh, something that was as academic as we see it now, but you have people like Fannie Lou Hamer from Mississippi who was making an impact. And it's so many other voices and names that you could name uh, historically, a, a plethora of people who made the difference. So the black church has been, and it still is, that beacon of hope is that place of, of light that African-Americans go to. Anytime there's an injustice, it's usually the black church that will step up. There's a lot of work that we've done, a lot of work that we can do and need to need to do. But unequivocally, the black church has been uh, a significant factor in what we've seen from the civil rights movement, all, even before that, all the way to now. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Davidson from New Mount Olive Baptist Church joining us this morning. And I think about Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from a Birmingham jail as a perfect example of how he used scripture as the basis for the call of justice to other Christians. Can you talk about the impact of his call for justice sitting in a jail cell, similar to what Paul did as he also wrote letters from prison? Um, I, I think that when you when you place the work of Dr. King against the backdrop of, I would say, practical theology, uh, one thing that is, is quite evident is that it's the lived experience that one has. But it's not it's not just that lived experience. It's also understanding that lived experience in light of the authority of Scripture. And I believe what we will what you will see in in. Martin Luther King's letter from the Birmingham jail, one thing you will discover is that even though he was combating much that was going on, he was also talking to other religious leaders of other ethnic backgrounds to say that, you know, if we're going to be in this together, 
we must be in this together. So it is, it is that, that scriptural basis and that's the foundation and even the essence, I believe, and where we must locate the position of the black church in that place as a point of departure that the scriptures as the place we use and we stand on and depend on so that we have a basis for all that we do. So in as much as you you saw him doing the social justice and as much as you saw him uh, fighting for equality, it was under the auspices of his belief in the authority of scripture. You know, one of the words you've used a couple times here is the word hope. And the black church has pointed to hope for their people today, but also for a hope for tomorrow, but most importantly, a hope for eternity, right? I mean, there's there's hope that is being pointed to in different areas. I think so. And, and again, I would, I would speak again as pastor. I have to say it like this. There is this whole understanding of the hope of the black church, even from an eschatological perspective, that despite the challenges that we see we're facing today, um, what we've gone through as uh, a collective, you see all of that. And many times the question of theodicy is raised and you wonder where is God in all this? So there has to be this idea of a redemptive hope that's, that's found in God. So one says that God is a God who sustains even in the midst of suffering and and pain, but also one continues to go on in the black church, knowing that there is this eschatological hope that one day God is ultimately going to set the record straight. God is ultimately going to right all of the wrongs. But I think a part of that hope for the black church is that we have to continue to realize and continue to understand that it is not it is not just the black church um, singularly focused and the black church again is not homogenous or monolithic so when you when you look at that there is not so much a sameness but there is a unity that must reside among us but a unity not only among African-Americans, but among all people, because when you look back historically, it was not just black people that affected change. It was all people coming together of various faith tradition, various faith traditions, various ethnicities. It was all of those people coming together and representing, I believe, the kingdom of God on earth that really made the impact. And that is what we have to see take place in our current context today, is that all people who love God, all people who believe in a Jesus that is one who can give hope in the midst of despair. When we all come together collectively and work together and have that one common reality that we want the greater good for all of humanity, I think we see even greater change take place in our society. Pastor Davidson, I have visited the New Mount Olive Baptist Church, and I have enjoyed services there. And one thing you cannot leave uh, from your congregation or another historically Black congregation is the music. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the history and the richness of the hymns, the spirituals, and what that means to the church. I, I, I believe you can't say enough about the music Um even even the theology, one one scholar calls it it calls theology God talk. I think I think the music is a certain kind of God talk in 
the Baptist church and the Protestant church and the black church. I think it's a certain um, kind of essence that embodies our experience that we we sing sometimes as a way of sharing our pain, but also that singing can be a way of rejoicing in what God has brought us through. Um, the, the, and music is music from, from the blues to rap to all of it. Um, a guy by the name of Anthony Penn talks about nitty gritty uh, hermeneutics. And it's something about the nitty grittiness of the music that helps us get sometimes to the depth of the soul of our pain and our agony. But from that out of the music arises a certain joy that enters the heart. So it, it is it is that music that gives us our sway, gives us our swag, that speaks to our spirituality. So you can't you can't say enough about the hymns and how they have spoken uh, to African Americans in human history, and then how the gospel gives us that soul soul vibe that we are able to you know stand even in the midst of struggle. Yeah, it does. It's almost a straight line back to the Psalms, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, when you when you really start to look at at the Psalms and what they meant to Hebrew history and how it was the Psalms that got them to um, their their pinnacle place and pushed them through um, difficult moments. It's the same thing when you think of um, the Psalms uh, or the songs of the Black Church tradition it has a way of empowering and encouraging and uplifting people weekend and week out also as a way to ready one's heart for the word of god so i, I just i just love the Af- i love the african american church experience uh with all of its complexities it is just a unique experience that i think that everyone has experienced. Well, one way we can, I see here that you have an evening of hymns and spirituals at the end of this month on Sunday, February 26th at your church at 5 p.m. It really is a way to celebrate the goodness of God in a unique way. Tell us about this evening. That is going to be a a wonderful evening of music and history kind of giving um, place to the music and how it has impacted our church and how it has impacted um, Black history. There, there will be hymns, there will be gospel music, just a, a plethora of, of different uh, genres within that gospel music and the, and the whole, I would say, spirituality of music. And it's led by our director of music, Brother Kenneth Smith. And you can meet us 400 Northwest, 9th Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. If you have any questions, now 544-63-5126 or mouseolive.org. We would love to have everyone to come out and enjoy an evening of great music, great fellowship, and just learning about the history of the African-American church and the African-American church experience. We do have a link to their website from our website. So if you missed any of that information, just go to ericandbridget.org. It's all listed and available there for you at their website, which you can get to from ericandbridget.org. It's going to be an experience you will not forget and a very moving and wonderful one. And I think you got a taste of that today as Dr. Marcus Davidson has been joining us. It's been a rich conversation. Conversation. I know it's really the beginning. Is there a book or resource that you would point to and say, here's, if you want more information about this, this would be a good place to go? You know what? Um, there's so many, yeah. there's so many, so many books that, again, I'm in, I'm in a program at Palm Beach Atlantic. And I, I must say that I am, I am looking at, at African American church history. So there's a book by Eric Lincoln. I, I so so many that I honestly 
I cannot even start to begin to just engage because I've, I've even been challenged myself to find what is the best book to direct someone to church history. But I will say this, any book by Eric Lincoln, C. Eric Lincoln, that would be a super good book that will start to engage the history of the African-American church. And Henry Louis Gates write good stuff about it. So any of, either of those two authors will be super good authors to start to do some investigative study on the Black church experience. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for your time this morning. What a rich and un, uh, good understanding of of where the church came from and where it is today. We thank you so much for the time this morning. Thank you so much.